So when I was in, yo, short priest now. <laughs> so, anyway, so when, when I was in year 11, um, I was uh, on a retreat in my school for my year group. Uh, there was all my, my buddies and we, our school got this team. It's kind of like youth mission team, which we have at the parish here. Um, they minister to people doing retreats and we had this retreat team come and I wasn't a practicing Catholic growing up, but when they came, I thought to myself, you know what, I think God's real, you know, just out of nowhere. I didn't know what was happening. By the end of the retreat, I thought, you know, I think they might have a point. And um, so I went out to the back of this um, hall and there was a grass area. I got away from my friends um, and I, I said a prayer to God. I said, God, you're probably real and I think I'm, I'm willing to do whatever you tell me. As long as you don't make me one of those priests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, See, so yeah, at our school, we had the Missionaries of God's Love, our religious order. They were the chaplains at our school, and they wore sandals, and I thought that was really extreme, and that's why I rebel when I wear shoes. <laughs> Here's what they wear. Look at Cameron. Uh, and um, I think what was happening was... I was encountering God for the first time and slowly, I think, into my consciousness, the calling was starting to arise, which terrified me. (laughs) I think sometimes we get so focused on the sacrifices we make in following God that we lose the hope of the calling on our lives. (laughs) There's this tension between we, we need God's plan for our lives to come in fruition because that is ultimately what's best for us. God's calling on our lives should actually fill us with this immense hope. The Bible says a lot about how God calls us, <laughs> how that plays out, how we can discover our purpose in God, and why this should be an immense source of hope for us. Today's reading's no exception. Here we go. The Gospel today, St. Peter Simon, he's there and and with the disciples and Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say I am? And then the disciples said, well, people are saying, you know, they're saying the stock standard answers. They're saying you're like Jeremiah, was it Elijah, um, John the Baptist, basically really holy prophetic people. That's who people think you are. And then he turns to the disciples and said, yes, but who do you say I am? And Simon responds, You are the Christ, he said, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. See, God reveals himself to us. Jesus noted that, Peter, you you have the right answer. And it wasn't through your own intellect how you came to that answer, God revealed it to you. And then Jesus said to Peter, So now I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. I see this pattern in the Bible a lot. God reveals himself to his people, and then he reveals who we truly are in him. God reveals himself to us, and then shows us who we truly are. 
if we want to know who God is, step number one, we look to Jesus. What was he like? What did he say? What did he do? In John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. If we get to know Jesus in prayer and in the scriptures, we undoubtedly come to realize who he is and who we are to him. That he is the God of love and that he loves us to no end and has a purpose for each one of our lives. Here is the second important point from this scripture. Jesus then revealed to Peter who he truly was. Only God can reveal to us who we truly are. That's a big claim in my homily for tonight. Especially <laughs> <to> go, <laughs> only God can reveal to us who we are. See, in the what Jesus did was he took Simon after he realized, Simon, you know who I am. Let me show you who you are. If you were to ask Simon who he was before he met Jesus, what would he say? I'm a fisherman. <laughs> um, Jesus had a much bigger vision. You're the rock. On this rock I will build my church. The gates of the underworld will not hold out against it. Not even death itself can beat the church. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loose in heaven. Jesus' vision for Peter was much greater than he could possibly imagine. Today we can find our identity in so many ways. You know, um, we can find our identity in what we do or our family. You know, if I ask you, you might say, um, I don't know, I really love basketball, I'm a center, I score 30 points a game. Or, or you might say, I'm a carpenter, I'm a parent, I'm a student. Um, we, there's so many ways that other people define us as well. That our friends in school, our teachers, um, our family. But only God has the real answer. Only God's opinion should matter the most. Just like the second reading. <laughs> it says, How rich are the depths of God, how deep his wisdom and knowledge, how impossible to penetrate his motives or understandings. How amazing is God's um, understanding, his knowledge. It's so big. It's bigger than we could possibly imagine because all things exist from him. All is by him and for him. He's the creator of everything. He knows far more than we could possibly ever conceive. Understanding what he thinks about us is far more important. I made that point, right? <laughs> so important. The creator of everything. We turn to him. When it comes to our purpose and who we are, it will shock us how amazing our identity is. St. Teresa of Avila, who's this very holy uh, nun from the 1500s, she wrote all these beautiful books and one amazing book that's spanned the ages, Interior Castle, right at the front it says, 
I can find nothing with which to compare the great beauty of a soul and its great capacity. In fact, however acute our intellects may be, they will no more be able to attain a comprehension of this than an understanding of God. For as he says himself, he created us in his image and likeness. The beauty of who we are is so amazing, it's so far beyond our comprehension because we're in the image and likeness of God. And who we are is defined also by what Jesus did. He came to earth to reveal the Father. He, he came, he offered his life for each one of us so that there can be no separation between us, that all our sins can be forgiven. We look at Jesus and we just hear this unbelievable love for us. We are his beloved children. And he is a very good father. <laughs> you know that scripture verse, you who are evil will know how to love your children. Of course, God the Father, who's breathtakingly amazing and infinite and so deep and depth. Of course, he knows how to love us. Because he's so much more. He's the creator of everything. So we turn to God for our purpose. If we want to find out who we are, what we're supposed to do in life, it comes from God. That doesn't mean that when we try and find out our purpose in life, we lose our freedom. Often I hear people saying, I just want to know what God um, wants me to do, and then I'll do it. For me, it was like, God, give me a yes or no, and then, just, you know, didn't work out like that. <laughs> um, have you ever seen a parent or experienced yourself, a parent sitting there um, as a child, their child is drawing like an image or something, and the child's asking the parent for some advice. So to take a, a father sitting there with his do um, daughter, and the daughter's drawing a purple elephant. And she's going back, Dad, what color should the elephant be? And they say, oh, I like the purple. Yeah, you've chosen a good choice. And, and they go back and forth. Now, the child really rejoices in the father getting involved. And the father, at the same time, rejoices in the child's creativity and individual agency and seeing what she'll create. In the Bible it says we're called to be co-laborers with God. That in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 it says, for we are co-workers in God's service. Each of us has a unique mission and purpose to work with God to make the world a better place, to spread the love that we're given. For me, um, when... 2013 came around, I was in an Easter Mass, Lights of the Nations, a big Easter Mass, and these priests came out, and all of a sudden I heard in, in my heart, I want to join the army of God. <laughs> and then it died away, and I was like, what was that? <laughs> it went away instantly, I was like, oh, okay. I guess I've got a desire in there to do the priesthood. See, the deepest desire of our hearts who we truly are, when we listen to who we truly are, that's actually not in conflict with God's will a lot of the time. See, God puts the deepest desires on our heart. He created us. <laughs> God created who you truly are. And when you find out who he's telling you you truly are, there we find the truest happiness. There we're most happy. There's our deepest desire. Our deepest desire is God's will. It's not in conflict. 
Okay, serious talk now. <laughs> I've been really nice. <laughs> so, often if we know God's will, we know who we are, and we try and live that out, we can often fail. Peter, he gets this beautiful vision from God. He gets this amazing vision. You're going to be the rock which will build my church, like, you know, and it's going to do this, this, this. Gates of hell or Hades will not prevail against it. And then at Jesus' most um, needy hour, he denies him publicly in front of the world three times. Often we stumble and fail. But luckily, <laughs> God is merciful. You might say, I've got this call on my life, but I've delayed for so long. That's okay. He's, he's patient. Um, I need time. I need to slowly enter into my calling. That's okay. God's gentle. He pours out grace. It's not just meant to be our own strength. See, our purpose is possible with the help of God, with the co-laboring thing that I talked about before. We work with God. He works in us. He gives us the grace we need to do what we're called to do. The Spirit was poured out on Peter and he went out there after Pentecost and people were healed from a shadow. <laughs> he preached and thousands of people were converted. This is the same guy who couldn't speak to that little crowd. Amazing. So, let me sum up. I've been keeping you here too long already. God reveals to us who he is, and who we truly are in him. And he gives us the grace to live this out. And this should be such a source of hope for our lives. So let's lean into God. Let's lean into him in prayer, asking him to make plain to us who we are in him, what we're called to do, day by day. It's a journey, yes? may not get it all at once, but he pours out an abundance of grace. So come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.